Let's get started. Yesterday was tough. Just because they opened up, it doesn't mean that they listened. I know, right? They, they, they. At least they intend to. Okay. So anyway, so uh, today's daf is daf kuf mem. Yesterday was kuf lamid test. We are learning lilinishmas from about Shmuel Shimon. Shmuel Shimon Aliyah, Daniel Bernet Baruch Ben Yudalei Beveimi. May his neshamah Aliyah. Okay. And with that, let's get started on the review of yesterday's daf. What did we learn yesterday? <coughs> So, um, yesterday we talked about um, the question of, uh, we're talking about Shiloh HaKain, the sending away the mother bird, and um, we t- said, and we said, Alacha, that um, if you send away, I think we, where do we start off? I don't remember where. in the bottom. It's uh, my Oh, that's right. Okay, fine. Right. So uh, basically, the question is what that. Uh, I'm going to leave. You can oh, yeah. What am I going to do then? Right. Yeah. Anyway, you're right. I'm you're right. More. You call in every have to day. go back. Right. He'll call in. Right. You just call in. Right. Okay. It's an hour earlier. Remember that. You're all asleep still. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, so the question is this. Chulin. We started off talking about that the whole mitzvah of Shiloh is only by chulin animals, not by Mugdashin. And the question is, why? Why is that? So the Gemara answers, since it says, you have to be commanded to send it away, as opposed to Kachim, which you wouldn't be commanded to send it away. You would rather be wanting to bring it in to bring it to the treasury. So, says Ravina, Based on this halacha, it should come out that if you that if you have a uh, a, a chicken that is kosher, that, a bird that is kosher that killed somebody, um, you should not have to send it away because even if it's sitting on the on uh, on eggs and it's kosher, everything. The reason why is because the pasuk says you have to send away the mother bird, and that's where you're mitzvah to send it away. Here you'd be mitzvah to bring it to court to get its justice. So therefore. That's uh, that. That would be excluded. So the Gemara says, "What is exactly this case of the killer bird? If he actually had a gemartin, you should have killed it right away on the spot. What does it mean that you didn't have the gemartin? So that's what we're saying. We didn't have a gemartin, and you need to bring it in to Beisdin to judge it because there's a rule of biyata So the Gemara says, "Okay, what's the case of hegdish that we're talking about? If it's case where." There's, you have a, the nest inside your house and you made it a hegdish because it's yours so then it's not chayv anyway because it says which teaches us that mezumen doesn't work and obviously if it's in your house that you remarkish it then it's mezumen so what are you saying that you saw a nest out in the wild and you said that nest should become hegdish and that doesn't even become hegdish because it says that teaches us that you can only make hegdish what is in your rishos so you don't have the power to make Hegdish something that's just there, right? So that can be the case either. What are you going to say? He picked up the chicks and made it Hegdish to go to Hegdish, and then he, the mother bird came back, and now we want to know, do you send back the mother bird? We know also that you don't have to do that, because if you took the, uh, the children, and then the, uh, the mother came back, and you gave it back on the nest, and then the mother landed, you know, went back to sit on her eggs, uh, you're putter from Shiloh at that juncture. So, 
it's still that can't be the case either. So the Gemara says, what's talking about what? Maybe you picked up the mother and made it hegdish? Now, and then it went back uh, to its nest. So that also wouldn't work because um, you would have to send away the mother bird. How'd you, how are you even allowed to take the mother bird to make it hegdish? That's, uh, that you should be chayv to send it away. So the Gemara says, uh, before you made it hegdish, since it was chayv and shluch before you made it hegdish, then it would fall under the category of where the chayv kicks in before the hegdish, then the chiyuv of Shiloh should stay on it, no different than Kisu Adam. <coughs> if you were Makdish before you slaughtered it, so then you're potter from Kisu Adam. But if you were Makdish it after you slaughtered it, so then if you already had a chiyuv of Kisu Adam, just because you made Hegdish now is not going to change anything. Of course, the chiyuv Kisu Adam remains. So, same situation here. So the Gemara says two answers. First was Rav's answer. We're talking about where you were Makdish, you're the fruits, meaning the young chicks of your shovach, of, your, of the dove coat that you own. Mm-hmm. And then they subsequently ran away. And therefore, that's the case. And Shmuel says that we're talking about where you were makdish your hen uh, to be called the, to the bedekah bayis. And, um, and also it flew away. So the Gemara says, according to Shmuel, I understand he wants to extend it even to a case of bedekah bayis. I get it. But why would Rav argue on Shmuel? So he says, because it only works by Shlach the Tur Shokhakain only works by Pero Shavcho, where he, they actually are fit to go up on the Mizbeach, they fit the, the obligation for bird offerings. Um, they're the right age and they ran away, they flew away. But because um, they have Kedusha Zaguf, so the Kedusha never falls off. But if it's Makdish Tanagulta, the Beta Kabayis, once that Tarnagolis runs away, the hen runs away or flies away, it's not Kachim Izbeach, it's only Kedusha's Damim. Once it runs away, it loses its Kedusha and its Mutter. So therefore, it wouldn't be a case of Hegdish. Basically, the Hegdish disappears once the chicken runs away, flies away. So the Gemara says, uh, Shmuel will tell you, no, wherever you find it, it is in the treasurer's Rishus, because the Torah says, Lashem Orsam Law. God has the whole land and everything in it. Wherever you find, whatever you find is in God's property. So therefore, it's not basically taken away, even if it does run away. Rabbi Yochanan says the same Allah like Shmuel, that it's Makdish Tanagulto Lebedekabais, and then rebelled. And on that, Rish Lakish says, but I understand, once it rebels and runs away, doesn't the Kedusha fall off on the Kedusha's stomach? <laughs> so he says, no, it's uh, still, it never really left Hegdish because Hegdish property extends all over the world. That's the idea. So the question is, is that there's a contradiction in Rabbi Yochanan and in Rish Lakish. Rabbi Yochanan basically and Rish Lakish, they both switched their opinions. The halacha they're talking about is the person says, this hundred dollars should go to the Bedek Abayis, the hundred Zulus, should go to the Bedek Abayis, and then it gets stolen or lost. So according to Rabbi Yochanan, you have to make good on that, on that loss. Until it actually ends up in the Gizbar's hands, you're in trouble. And Rish Lakish says, wherever you find it, because of the Rachmani Isay, it's in um, Hegdish's, uh, it's in, unless you could find cups somewhere else. <laughs> I don't know, in the storage closet, maybe? I have no idea. There might be some in the storage closet. Not in the storage closet, in the, uh, the cleaning closet. You looked in the cleaning closet? No, no, that's used, that's used. Only used once. No, it's not twice, I think it's twice. I can take it off. All right, all right.
What happened? The pains that they have to not take this one in the trash can. <laughs> you should bring in some cups for this For who, me? Yeah. From where? Tell me where. You, you, what are you doing? You have one. I have one, but... I you should, why did you only bring one? I feel guilty. I'm, I'm, the other people also in the I should community. be drinking and you shouldn't? I never drink I don't know if you know this. It doesn't link with the company. He thinks I by own. himself. I no, I I All right, Rabbi said, Weiter. We're recording. Weiter, Weiter. Anyway, so the answer is... So Rishlakish contradicted himself and Rabbi Yochanan contradicted himself. So Gemara says, Rishlakish, you can answer that first he held one opinion, then he heard Rabbi Yochanan say such a clever idea of Lashem Aretzum Loa and he liked it, so he accepted it. So he changed his opinion to match with Rabbi Yochanan. Yeah. But the problem is, why would Rabbi Yochanan change his mind? He already said what, what his reasoning is, Lashem Aretzum Loa, and now he's flipping the sides and saying he, that, this, he, he that when you say this money needs to go... Uh, and gets stolen, it's too bad. You have to make good on your achray. So that's the kasha. So the my answer is in Rabbi Yochanan, it's also not schwer. Um, because uh, one is, um, because um, the difference is. And if he gets here, I'll share with you. Okay. Um, it's not difficult. Uh, this one is where he said a lie, and this is where he said zoo. So in other words, there's a general opinion that when you say hare alai, that makes you responsible. But if you say hare zoo, then you're not responsible. Um, it's no, it's a limited liability. So the Gemara says, I understand Rishlakish would say that means Rishlakish is even saying his opinion not responsible, even if you said hare alai. So I, uh, uh, we learned in the Brisa what qualifies as a neder, um, and what's a nedava. A neder is um, is where you say hare alai. And in a dub, as we say, resu. And the difference between a nether and a dub, everyone knows, is that a nether, you're chai bach rice if something should happen to the animal. And by a nether, you're not. So, how is Rabbi Yoch, how is the Shlokish arguing on that principle of when you say a real lie, he's saying he's still not responsible? What's the difference? So, he says, because maybe that's only true by Kachim Mizbeach. He's saying, once he heard from Rabbi Yochanan this Chiddush of Lashem Aratzum Law, he says that's an idea when it comes to. The treasury, that the treasury property is everywhere in the in the world. So therefore, it's fine. It's still by the treasury, so to speak, because it belongs to the Agdish, and that's not a problem. Wherever it is, it belongs to Agdish. As opposed to when you said, I'm going to bring it as a carbon, then until you actually bring it as a carbon, it never achieved its full, the, the full sanctity that you wanted to apply to it till it's actually brought as a carbon. And that's why... You're a chay bachrayis if you said a relay, or if you say the you're not. So that's how Rish Lakish would make the distinction. So the question is um, there's a Mishnah that's talking clearly about Kedushas Bedeka bias, because he said bias that korban, which we know, obviously, when you talk about a house, you, it, only Kedusha can have is Bedeka bias, because it cannot be Kedusha Zakuf, you can't bring a house as an offering. So if something, if the house falls down, you're not chay bach rais. And, um, but if you would have said a lie, then he is chay bach rais. So, what's the deal? Um, isn't that not fitting in with Rish Lakish? So the Gemara says that's different, because there, the house is not here. So, if it's anywhere in the world, you just don't know where it is, so then it's still in Hegdish's property, your responsibility is, is, is moot, because they have... The, Hegdish has it, so to speak, as opposed to if it's destroyed, so nobody has it, not even Hegdish, because it's not here anymore. Oh, it's not here anymore, and you took on responsibility. You have responsibility to make up for it. That's the difference. Okay. Um, 
Um, so the, then we saw a quote from Rav Mnunu who says that when it comes to Erechen, everybody agrees that, um, that it is that even if you said Arei it's as if you said Arei and there is no responsibility on it. Why? Because there's a flaw in the expression. How else can you explain that you are the one who is obligated to give the Erech? You have to say it somehow. If you're going to just say Erechi um, should go to base Migdash, Who's paying for it? Doesn't explain it. You have to say the word a lie. And if you're going to say erich ploni, you also have to say who's responsible to give that erich ploni. So that's the that's the svara that we thought Rav Hamnun is coming to say. On that, Rav asks a question. He says, "I don't understand. There is also something you could say. You could say harini berchi. That works. Or harini berch ploni, which is not saying a lie, which has the connotation of responsibility, but it is clearly directing who's going to be paying." But Plony is substituted by person's name. Yeah, obviously say, Plony is somebody you just uh, fill in done. fill in blank, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But he would use his actual name. Yeah, of course. And then that's so that that specifies, right? Yeah, but when you say no, no, that, we're focused on the guy yeah. who's paying for it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Erech Plony. Uh, a lie no, would mean right. I'm going to give the Erech Plony. Yeah. Okay. You can't proclaim that uh, you know that he should give. I can't proclaim Eric. that he should give Erech Plony because. Who am I to tell that to him, right? Yeah, so but I, have to, but I can give and you can make the declaration who is paying for it, whether you say Allah or not. Have a given. Because Allah goes on, whose erich are you willing to donate? Your right, but you have to say that, that's he's saying, but you have to say that Allah to be clear. No maybe he's saying a meaningless, no, the point is, maybe he's saying a meaningless statement. That's exactly the problem. If I just say erich, Erechi lebeis hamigdash. So, uh, uh, you know, Why? from whose money? Who's going to pay for it? Who didn't? I didn't. That's my value, but I didn't say I'm going to pay that. Right, you have to put that in somewhere. That's, that's the problem. Inherent in the statement. That's what he's asking. I'm saying no. It's, it could be it's a meaningless statement in a sense. You know, my erech should go to beis hamigdash. It should go. That would be wonderful if it did. I, I'm not paying for it. That's a different story. <laughs> you understand the problem? That's the problem. Now, the Gemara says. There is a way. If you say Harani Berchi, that's clear enough, and yet it doesn't have the connotation of responsibility. Because, like I explained, the word Alai is what gives it the quality. It's sitting on my shoulders, meaning I'm taking Achrayas for it. Anyway, the bottom line is there's a way out. There is a way. Also, the Bryce says Beferish that uh, Rabbi Nassan says that when it says Venasan is uh, Kodesh Lashem. It's you see how it refers to it as Kodesh only after you give it, which is teaching us a very interesting idea that you're always responsible when it comes to Erechin. Because Erechin, there is no way to fulfill the Erech until it's actually in Hegdish's hands and they have the money in hand and it's done. And that's based on that Pasuk. So the Gemara says, you know what, if that's, if that's the case, then it's more likely that Rav Hamnun is saying that when it comes to Erechin, you're right, Erechin is different. Because even if you didn't say a lie, it's as if you said a lie. Because the way erech is worded is that the erech is not you. It's not even kodesh. If it's you said this money is kodesh, be erech, but um, there's no then then that would be one thing. But that's not what erech is. Erech is is that it's not kodesh until you give it to the gizbar. Because look at the words v'nasan, right? The pasuk says v'nasan is a erechcha bayomahu. You give it, then it says Kodesh Lashem, it becomes Kodesh. Sounds like until you give it, it's not Kodesh. So if the, if you said, I'm going to give the Kedushas Erech 
then by definition, until it's given, it's not kadosh. So then you always are going to be responsible, no matter how you worded it. So that's the story. The error could be a, a, a variable amount. It can change from day to day. Well, no. The erech, erech is not your actual value. Erech is your approximate based on age and gender. Uh, yeah, right. Okay. So it can change once you cross over certain marks. If you pass, you know, before 60 is one, after 60 is a different one. For a man, you know, you... Women. Right, it would be similar to the fund rate when somebody pledges matching funds. He has no idea what the value. Well, How much he's giving, right. right, right. But erech, if you, that's why you have to define who's erech, and it's at the moment you make the statement, we just figure out what the age and gender is, and then we know what 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 is owed. It's delineated in the Torah. Anyway, so that's the story. So the Gemara moved on to the next topic of uh, comparing kisya adam to shluach hakain, and we said kisya adam is more chomer, and uh, because it's only because uh, it's even by chaya. And Shlach uh, Ken is only by Ophos. And we went into the Drasha. It says, Kan Tzipor, Lefanecha. What is that teaching us? Um, so since it says, Shalech Teshalach Sa'eim, you might think that you should look after this mitzvah. That's why I had to tell you, Ki Kari, to tell you that it's only when it happens upon you, the mitzvah. You don't have to seek out this mitzvah. Next, it says, Cain, which implies... You don't need that much, even a little bit of, uh, even one egg in the nest is going to qualify. Tzipor implies a kosher bird only, and not a non-kosher bird. And lefanecha uh, means, can be even a rishas yachid. Baderach means even a rishas rabim. It can be in a tree, as it says, b'chaleitz, and it can be bo rishich because it says hala aretz. Now, the Gemara says it's everywhere. Once you're including everywhere, so then why do we have to say lefanecha um, and Baderach, uh, why do you need all those expressions? So the Gemara answers is that it's coming to tell you that uh, that it should be even when it's in your private domain, it needs to be similar to how it is Baderach, which is that it's not under your control. Meaning, if it's in your chicken coop, the birds are there. You can't do shalach cane on your chickens that you own that are in your chicken coop that you have full control over. Even when it's in a private domain, it has to be similar to when it's on the road, meaning that anybody can access it, it's easily taken by anybody, and that would qualify. Okay. And that's where we learned about there's a difference between the birds of uh, uh, that are in your dovecote, or the aliyah, um, if they are in a, an area where anybody can access it, like in the pardes, then you'll be chayvish but if it's in a house, then or not, or like the pigeons of the hard seals, which we'll talk about soon. It's also part from Shulach. Now, the Gemara says, Derech is not biyadcha, so anything is not biyadcha qualifies. So then, what not that already indicated from Kikare? The Kikare already includes that? So the Gemara answers, uh, that's to exclude Mizuman, uh, to tell you that even Mizuman is not uh, Chayv. Okay, so the Gemara says, and also, um, what's lefanecha for? Um, is la suye? Um, that's coming. Lefanecha is coming to include um, that uh, if you did have it and they run away, then it's back to being chayv again. Okay. Now, um, what do we learn from Baderach? It tells you that even if you find a, a nest in the ocean, and it's you know a tree was felled, landed in the ocean, and it's in the water, and the nest is still in the tree that's in the water. So then that's also qualified to do Shulach Um 
because it calls the Yam a derech. Then maybe in heaven, because it says also derech nesher b'shamayim, so the Marian says that's only derech nesher, it's not a regular derech. What about on the head of a person? Does that work? So the Gemara says, it says Adam al-Rosho. Um, so even on a man's head, it qualifies. The Gemara says, um, what about... Um, oh, so then the Gemara gets sidetracked. Where do we find a, a hint to the concept of motion in the Torah before he was even created? So there's a pasuk to that effect as well. Bishagamu Basar, because Bishagam is Gematria Moshe, and it says that he lived for 120 years, which is the lifespan that Moshe lived. What about Haman? Um, it's Hamino Eitz, a hint to the Haman. What about Esther? Vanochi Aster Astir. What about Mordechai? It's Mori Dechi, that's Mordoror. Anyway, that's the Joshua's. What is Eino Mezumen? So it's Machlokas or Bchia and Reb Shimon. Oh, there's, ma, there's Machlokas. What is Hadrasios or Hardasios? Which is the right word? So um, one says that it's based on Hadrasios, which is the name of a place, but Hadrasios is related to Hordus. And according to Rav Kahana, basically said that I've seen the, these birds of Hordus. There were 16 rows in the width of a mill, a lot of birds, and they all were saying Kiri Kiri, which is an expression for um, Master, Master. Um, and um, it basically there was one that wasn't doing that, and the other one was yelling at it. And he says, well, it's not Kiri, it's Biri, which is a negative connotation. And uh, they ended up shechting that extra bird because it, it said the truth, okay? Um, so, anyway, um, so the Gemara says, Ravashi says that's Milin, meaning, he says that, sound, so at first we thought Milin means that it's just words, and that didn't really happen. So the Gemara says that's not what it means. It means Bimilin, it used... Um, Kishof used uh, black magic to be able to get the birds to train that way to talk. Um, because again, Hordus wanted the covered, and that was what was the, the story. Birds. From the birds. Well, no, that was the way. That, that was his. Uh, those were the tweets in those days. Okay.